Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Sneddon. We're going to have to work on that intro. <laughs> so, <laughs> this week, let me get a little retool for 2018. <laughs> let me, uh, this, we're going to do our year in review uh, this uh, this week, which normally, I guess I'm always like really excited about. And today I was like, yeah, year in review. I should probably prepare some stuff and <laughs> I should probably look at some stuff. Well, Rob being the statistician of the book podcast has compiled some things. So before I even got a chance to look, I look and I go, ah, I remember why I'm not that excited about the year in review. We didn't do anything yeah. this year. I mean, we did stuff, but man, we did very little this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, and, and you could tell like the writing was on the wall because we were really excited at the beginning of the year about our key page updates and stuff like that. And um, I can tell you, uh, based on the, the the document that I keep, that the key page update excitement ended probably around the time that we reviewed that Entropy and Bloom by Jeremy Robert mm-hmm. Johnson, which was, I was just getting to California, I think, around that time. Yep. So it was early in the year. Yeah. Definitely early it was, in the year. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we probably did fewer episodes this year than we did in any year, including our first one, which was only... Eight months. It was eight months. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I, here, I've been thinking a lot about this um, over the last two weeks, maybe. I, I kind of miss reading, uh, <laughs> which is fucked up to say when you are co-host to a book review podcast. Um, so I think that uh, we're probably, I, I know we said it at the beginning of this past year, but I'm, 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 I'm holding our feet to the fire. If we're to continue this podcast, I think we need to up the number of books that we read. Um, I'm in agreement with that. And I think we got really comfortable with just being like, oh, we'll do we'll do an interlude this weekend and catch up next week or whatever. Like it became very easy to do that. It did. Um, I, I want to explain yeah. to you how. So, Rob, will you please let listeners know how many books we did review this year? Eighteen. 18. I'm going to give you another statistic. Um, Coral Stacy, who is, uh, I guess I'll say a friend of the podcast. I don't know Coral at all. I know that you met Coral, but, but she follows us on Instagram and tags us in book related posts and stuff. So I'll say friend of the podcast. She was doing a, uh, Oh, where's my, where's my Instagram page. She was doing a, uh, challenge where she was trying to read 32 books. I'm sorry, 36 books in a year. Yeah. So her goal was to do double what we did. We have a book review podcast, but more interestingly, I was thinking when she posted like a month ago, I was like, yeah, good luck. It looks like they fell way short of that 36. So she has probably read five books this week <laughs> to try to get to her 36. Yeah. And I'm thinking we read five books in the last three months. Uh-huh. So um, I'm going to give her some credit for really trying to get it in under. She's on 32 and there's three days left in the year. It's going to be tough, um, but sure. I will give her credit. Reading 32 books is uh, is pretty impressive. It right. Is. I mean, yeah. in a year, that's impressive. So, congratulations, Carl. Nice yeah. job. Let us know where you finish up. Yeah. Um, and I think that we, we have some thoughts about um, the changing world of, of books in general, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but. Um, if you want to do a little math on the total number of episodes this year, that's this kind of cringeworthy mm-hmm. too. If you think about it, um, we started out the year with episode 336 
And last week we posted episode 374. So that's 38 episodes. Let's see, 38 episodes. So it'd be 39 because this one's still on this year. 39 episodes in 52 weeks. That's taking some time off. Jesus. <laughs> you know, uh, well, we had some technical difficulties too in we there. Did. I'm not, yeah. not going to, there, there were some, some challenges that we had to face. There was um, a kind of travel issue um, for, yep. for you, yeah. which uh, made it a little difficult at times. I mean, I was there down, was, I was without a computer for like a, like a month, I think. That's right. There was a computer issue. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, we're a, we're a weekly in um, podcast yeah. that managed that managed to miss uh, essentially. Th- and it's not that we missed. So it's not because we didn't skip a lot of entire weeks. It's like nine we or ten days. Thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I would like 2018 to see some regularity. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been thinking of this for years and, and Rob knows. I don't know if I ever mentioned on the show. I would love to just know that episodes post every Tuesday or every Friday or whatever it is and know that. It can be worked into like a listener's whatever. So let's say like, you know, you, you go to the gym three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The Fridays, you can always know there's going to be that fresh episode yep. of Booked because it always comes out on Thursday or it always comes out on Wednesday, but it comes out after you go or whatever. So maybe that's something we can look at this year, a little more consistency in the the day of the week um, on top of more books. So here's where we're doing and The year in review is going to be a look forward, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're a year interview for 2018. Um, I did the math. We we put out an episode every nine and a half days in 2017. Mm, ouch. It's not terrible if the goal was seven days, but still it's kind of letting people down a little bit. So it, it is. And it yeah. but I will say this. We have seen a lot of podcasts come and go in the, the yeah. nearly seven years we've been doing this, a little over six and a half years that we've been doing this. So um we're still here. So that's a good thing. Still going. Still going strong with some books <laughs> and authors. We had we did plenty of author uh, interviews. Well, this you know year, what else I we think? did? And I, I don't mean to get, get off track on that, but to be fair, we did do a whole nother podcast. And if you figure in those episodes, <laughs> um, there were a lot of them. There are 25 of those. So really that's puts us at 54. Yeah, dude episodes this year so i mean i'm gonna hold on to that i know nobody listened to those sorry um jesse i know you're somebody i know nobody other and, than jesse listened yeah, to those from this yeah. but um you know it, it was uh it was definitely an experience um to do that podcast and something we're very strongly considering doing again i don't know how much we're going to talk about that during this episode but i would think that in the next couple of weeks um you might hear new episodes of the view hell yeah so we did put out roughly as much content, but it was definitely a fragmented situation. But back in the book world, we started out um, the very first episode of 2017 was a review of Sirius Moonlight by Craig Walwork and Amanda Gowan. And we also had Craig on to talk to us. So that kind of kicked off the year with a, with a book and an author in the same episode. Do you remember why we didn't have Amanda on to talk to us? Uh <laughs> Something came up. It was a, I don't yeah, know if it was a family thing or uh, falling yeah. asleep on the couch thing, but <sighs> something came up. Um, yeah, but like Rob said, we did some interviews and then, I mean, there were some firsts for the podcast too, yeah. right? Yeah. So StokerCon was earlier in the year. It was in April and that was, it's not the first con we've gone to because we've gone to AWP in the past, but we very specifically only ever did 
um, uh, off-site uh, events, stuff that wasn't official AWP stuff. And this uh, this con we actually had registered for and um, participated in, uh, like, and showed up in the little like booklet calendar of events kind of thing. So we were we were legit. Not not correct. It, yeah. But yeah, accurately, we but we were there. Um, but yeah, we were legit this time. We actually contributed to um, the content of of a con. Um, podcast related, um, StokerCon was the highlight, or our trip to California, I should say, was the highlight of of my year in podcasting. And uh, here, here's what I guess we'll get to it. We did um, more content from that than we did from all the AWPs yeah. that we went to combined. <laughs> so um, we were on a panel, which you probably heard here as an episode of if you are a uh, regular listener. Um, the panel. Yeah. Let's talk about the panel. Um, troubles aside. So that I think we talked about a little bit on the podcast, but our StokerCon experience was riddled, riddled with problems. Yeah, it was um, seriously mismanaged. Coming through that. We're on our first ever panel and you know me, like I'm, I'm always like, mm, we can go to this thing. If you really want to, I would do another panel in a goddamn heartbeat. I thought that was great. And it's something I, I look forward to potentially um, having the opportunity to do again. Yeah. You really lit up. And now I was, uh, so I'm thinking about this in retrospect. So the panel was about horror fiction, podcasting, horror fiction and podcasting and the lineup, the panelists were Levius and I, uh, Michael Pete Gonzalez from the uh, Larkspur, Larkspur Underground? Larkspur. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I have a little note about that I'm going to come back to. And then um, Alex Hofflich from Pseudopod, right? Hoff- yes, Hefflich? Pseudopod. However you want to say his name. Yeah, I think it's probably Hefflich. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned it then, but there, there are not a lot of podcasts that I... Um, am I don't, in awe maybe isn't the right word but ones that that i, I find a little intimidating mm-hmm. um man pseudopod those guys put out quality quality stuff year after year after year <laughs> um pseudopod's been around longer than us and will likely be around longer than us and and those guys really really do a bang up job i don't listen regularly i get in moods for like story podcasts yeah. Um, but definitely a highlight to, to meet Alex and uh, and to sit on a panel with somebody from uh, from from Pseudopod was definitely a highlight. Anybody who's ever met Livius will know he's not a high energy guy in person, but you were just you were you came alive in that panel, man. Like you were joking and like you had an energy about you. And I was like, who is this man? Who like is that's you probably had more energy in that panel than like our entire trip. In, in LA and and so yeah that's, not that's, yeah that's possible listen I'm a maybe I'm a natural born panelist natural maybe that's MVP. my thing um the only time you may have had a little more energy was when we interviewed one of our interviewees at StokerCon yeah, yeah. so um I, I guess I'll, I'll talk up a little bit about that there were there were the panel was one huge highlight um StokerCon related the other was getting to meet F Paul Wilson who doesn't even remember talking to us, I'm sure at this point, but it's, it's, um, there are some highlights in this nearly seven years of doing that podcast. And that's one of the top three, I'm sure. I mean, other than the pride I take, um, in being part of this, you know, we talk about like, we got to do this thing. Meeting at Paul Wilson was a huge, huge one for me. Yeah. You were pretty giddy when that happened. Um, 
But what I'm what I'm holding out for is because he's coming out with a new book in that series, right? He is in. Uh, I think it's in January. What is it? Repair is it the Repairman Jack guy. It is. Not, he wrote no. Repairman Jack is not in it. F. Paul oh. Wilson did write the Repairman okay. Jack books. Um, he has. I forget who the new character is. There's a trilogy. Um that started with a book like two years ago, and this will be the second book in that trilogy. It's takes place in the same world as Repairman uh, Jack, but is not has nothing to do with, with any of the Repairman Jack. I'm stuff. just waiting to see if there's a character in that book named Livius. Well, hang on, hang on. I, you don't have to wait. I can tell you there's probably not, <laughs> but um, not to take away from the other great um, people we got talked to. I mean, Ellen Datlow for fuck's sake, which is awesome. I mean, talk about talking to a legend, yeah. right? Yeah. She was delightful John too. Skip. John Skip, um, another name that that I've been familiar with and read some of his stuff got in the 80s. Um, Nancy Holder, Becky Spratford. It was we got to see Michael again, which is always awesome. Um, All that stuff, StokerCon related. Super, super. Becky Spratford. The thing that I loved about her, the most charming thing was, um, I mean, aside from the fact that she was just super, super interesting to talk to and just like to hear the fact that she has the job, like the her whole like existence is fascinating. But when you mentioned her to anybody else at the conference, what was the two word response that immediately came from them? The horror maven or, or sorry, God. the librarian, the library. Yeah. The librarian. Yeah. She was, I mean, she was the horror maven, but like, uh, like we'd bump into someone. Oh, we're interviewing Becky Spratford in a minute. Oh, the, the librarian. <laughs> well, it, and she so has, cool. an, and, and I think we talked about it with her. Um, I don't think it was, part of the actual interview. She has a, a somewhat unique perspective on those things too. Cause we're the only two guys there that aren't writers, right? Except for her. Cause she kind of yeah. does more what we do, right? Like very reader centric stuff versus everybody else there. Whose whole job was, how do I get my, my, my short story published? Like, right. Every other attendee. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So um, again, it was nice to see another, you know, I'm doing the air quotes outsider. Um, yep. and, and to get their perspective on, on some stuff. Well, and Ellen Datlow um, kind of had that perspective oh, too. That's true. Though, yep. Yeah. Very but true. like, yeah, it was, that was probably the first one of the, if not the first, one of the first uh, uh, times where we've sat down with non-writers to talk about the industry, as opposed to talking to writers about their writing, um, which was excellent. It was, it was nice to like have a conversation and know like, Oh, a, someone else gets it. B, we're not, you know, approaching this the wrong way. We actually know what we're talking about. It was kind of cool to get that validation. Absolutely. Um, overall, you know, like I said, it, it was a very mixed, mixed <laughs> feelings about that event. Um, that being said, um, the event was uh, was an overwhelming success, I think, for us personally. And, you know, whatever. I don't want to say professionally. I don't feel like we're professionals. You know, I feel like we're just two guys doing what we do. But but personally and professionally, StokerCon was huge um, for me, and and I think for you too. If I'm not uh, overstepping by throwing you in there, <laughs> it was it was a great experience. It was, and I do have to say, this is I'm going to call this. It was the first time we both blew off George R R Martin. So there was that. Yes, I like how you said the first time because you never yeah, know. It's gonna, George, <laughs> it could happen again. It's going to happen again. So um, yeah, it's cool I, to bump I play, into people. I play that voicemail for people because I could tell they're like bullshit. George R. R. Martin. So, you know, I have the voicemail, right? <laughs> the one I got when I got off the plane. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, I don't know. He's, he's kind of waiting. Uh, yeah. 
So I yep. play that for people and they're like, holy crap. And I'm like, yeah. Anyway. Um, so Stoker Con in the bag. Great stuff. Let me talk about the other amazing thing that happened um, when we were in Long Beach. Uh, again, not a huge deal for Rob, but um, a huge deal for me. I got to be Craig Clevenger, man. Like up there with meeting F. Paul Wilson. I'm going to say it. I'm like, I'm like a little fanboy, right? That was another just great moment um, for me personally to, uh, to finally get to meet Craig Clevenger, something that I wouldn't have thought seven years ago was, was possible. And I just remember how giddy I was when we got, he was, I think the second person to respond to being in the book anthology. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was at work and people were like, what's wrong with him? Look at him. He's like, he's, he's acting unnatural. He's like smiling and he's laughing and he's <laughs> calling somebody really agitated and excited. Like we've never seen this before. So uh, definitely um, one of the coolest moments of, of the past seven years, not just of that trip, but just in general. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I didn't really think about it till now, but meeting F Paul Wilson, your first in-person uh, meeting with Craig Clevenger, and now I'm thinking back to that trip and I'm thinking how much I felt like a parent who is taking their kid to like Disney World for the first time. Like, <laughs> I know everything. I know what's going on here. But like this kid is just full of wonder. And that was you. I'm telling you, it was a goddamn blast for me. So, um, like I said, I, I, I mean, it, it even overwhelms the, the negative things from that trip. Yeah. So it, 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 yeah, it overcomes, I guess is the right word. So, um, definitely, definitely very cool. I'm going to strongly recommend if you have an opportunity to meet Craig Clevenger, that guy is fantastic. Such a hey, nice guy. Did he text you on Christmas? Uh, he did, I think. Okay. Um, I think it was Christmas. That stuff all goes to my iPad. So I, I see um, it like yeah. four days after I don't, <laughs> if I'm not like watching Netflix on lunch at work, like, I don't know what comes over on that iPad. So that poor guy, gotcha. it, Craig Clevenger, if you're listening, if you have an emergency, this is the worst way to get a hold of me. Like, if you needed me to save your life, you'd be long dead before I saw the message. Uh, and then I always feel weird, like, responding after days. You know what I mean? Like, four days have gone by, and I, yeah. And him with the classic new phone, who dis? Yeah. 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 No kidding. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to go. I'm not going to go check now. See, I can exercise self control. I will Look wait at, to yeah. see if there was a Christmas message um, until. Um, wow. another 20 minutes or however long we can drag this out. That is, that's some self-control, but um, yeah, and Craig is always just such a good guy. And, and there, we did something along the way. I don't know when exactly it happened, but we did something along the way that made him like super loyal, friendly to us. And, you know, like he'll just pop up when I'm not expecting him and just like, you know, reach out and say something. And it's like, Oh, it's Craig again. He's just the greatest guy. We did one thing I want to talk about is um, uh, had an interview with Jeremy Robert Johnson uh, around the time that we reviewed Entropy and Bloom, um, and that was great. I love Jeremy Robert Johnson. I think that Livius, you feel the same. He's one of like the shining absolutely um, authors out there, especially in the weird slash bizarro realm. Um, but one thing happened in our conversation with Jeremy off off the record when we weren't recording which is something that happens to us from time to time. And it's the coolest thing. And it's that exclusivity thing that I, I feel special if I know stuff that other people don't. But when we did the, the interview and review for entropy and bloom, he's like, yeah, we're just going to drop a, a book unannounced um, later this year. And he kind of told us about it a little bit. And lo and behold, one day 
social media just lights up with in the river by Jeremy Robert Johnson. And I was like, we knew about that. And it was like, I love, I love when we have that inside scoop on stuff. Yeah. We, we, uh, I don't use social media very much. I mean, I, I, I read some of it. So I stay in touch with what's going on, but man, the things we could vague book, right? Like, yeah. Things that are told to us that don't be, and it's not, (laughs) you know what? It is bragging. I'm not even, I was gonna say it's not bragging. It's super, super cool. And I'm very appreciative of it, but yeah, it's so nice to be in the know about things. Um, when, when we legitimately have no right to be, I mean, let's really (laughs) call it what it is. Right. I think the people trust us with the information they give us. Yeah. Um, more than they trust people in the, the, the writing circles, so to speak. And it's super cool to have, um, you know, just exciting information. And I mean, this has happened before, um, SG Brown mentioned what he was working on, uh, when we interviewed him, not the last time, but the time before that long mm-hmm. before it, it came out, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's super cool. Cause a, you have something to look forward to, but yeah, someone just trusted you with like a secret and it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I think that we've built up enough of a reputation or, or like a um, rapport to people that we talk to that they're like, hey, I know I can tell them this and, and it's not going to be because, I mean, we would technically be considered media, right? I, I mean, yeah, just like we might be considered professional. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it's nice to know that we have that trust and that like um, that industry kind of gossip comes through us, which is is nice. And then we might as well round it out with our uh, final interview of the year, which was Frank Bill. Um, Again, always, uh, always a pleasure to have Frank on. Um, I'd love talking. Yeah. We talked to him offline again for, I don't know how long, but some super interesting stuff offline too. Not in that same, you know, vein of super secrety stuff, but just, uh, just a great guy to talk to. And um, interviews, uh, I feel like at one point I felt like we were doing too many interviews. And then when I think yeah. about the interviews from this year, I feel like we're not doing enough. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be a balance. Well, we ran into something. I think we demonstrated this year something that we need to kind of step away from. And that's like when we when we talked to Frank Bill, we realized, oh, the last time we talked to you was like three years ago. And it's because a book didn't come out between then and now. But that doesn't mean that author didn't exist. And, you know, we we can bring someone on for any reason. Like, so I think we need to break away from like, purely promotional reasons and just like bring an author on because they are an expert in writing stuff and we could still, you know, get an episode out of that. Yeah. Let's do that. So we yeah, are, that was, that. Uh, we're going to do that in January actually. Yeah. Yeah, so we are. So that was a nice uh, lesson to learn. Um, because like, I don't want to go another three years before we talk to Frank Bill again. That's yeah. That's or, very you know, true. I agree. He's such a cool guy, but, um, uh, we, so yeah, we did that like big burst of StokerCon, and that felt like, man, we're doing a lot of interviews. And then Jeremy Robert Johnson wasn't too far behind. And then it was just like lazy summer of podcasting just stops us dead on everything. <laughs> we might want to think of vetoing the lazy summer of podcasting. Oh, man, but, you know, some great things came out of the lazy summer of podcasting. One great thing came out of the lazy summer of podcasting. <laughs> Let me correct myself. Our time travel episode. Goddamn amazing. Now, here's two guys who just review books, right? And the most fun I've had on a podcast all year was the fucking time travel episode. The time travel episode was great, and it was totally by accident. It was um it was instigated by a coworker who, you know, just said, Hey, I think I think your co-host would like this. And then we didn't have an episode for the week. Big surprise. And so we're like, let's talk about time travel. 
Uh, it was glorious. Amazing. Loved it. Absolutely loved yeah. it. Um, I just want to add before we we move away from because the time travel episode I think is unbeatable, but there, we we tried to reinvent the wheel a little bit with <laughs> with a mythical creatures episode, um, which was a lot of fun, but I don't know if it was as successful maybe as the the time travel episode. You know what? I'm gonna say it wasn't, but it uh, <laughs> it was fun, and it did um, then give us the idea to do something that will be coming up um, in the upcoming months which is the conspiracy theory episode. Oh, that's going to be good. <laughs> there will probably be fucking angry fight. It could be the last episode of booked. <laughs> Cause there will probably be, you think it could end booked? angry name calling. Um, and then Rob trying to calm me down and me doing more angry name calling. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know it's different than what we do. Um, and that always, I don't know, like I always like doing it and I feel like this is so off what we normally do, but the feedback is always really good. So there will be a conspiracy theory episode, um, and it's probably going to be long and I'm probably going to have to get drunk, yep. uh, to do it, <laughs> but, uh, it is, coming. you still got some chocolate wine left, right? I have five bottles of chocolate wine. I am. <laughs> I, I've got one for every holiday episode we're going to do. And then a couple left. Wow. Speaking of which. Um, so really here's what it comes down to. Like the interview episodes are, are gratifying, right? Like we always feel like, man, that was really good to talk to somebody and, and, uh, to, you know, really have a dialogue with a writer about their craft and about what they're doing and stuff. Yeah. And then we did, you know, we tried, we did the conspiracy theory episode followed up by mythical creatures. And that was, a that was a fun, like exploration of a subject, right? Yeah. But for pure fun, we introduced... <laughs> that we were going to do more holiday episodes, right? So it started mm-hmm. out with a Halloween episode and then that turned yeah. into doing a Christmas episode. And then for a couple of years, that was it. It was the two episodes a year. This year we decided to add holidays. Now yeah. I know um, one of those was an exclusive for Patreon. <laughs> two of them were two of them. Exclusive. E- Easter was exclusive. Easter was. I don't remember if the 4th of July was exclusive or not. Easter was a goddamn mess. So for anybody who doesn't listen on Patreon, um, because you don't <laughs> contribute a dollar a month, shame on you because you fucking missed out. But first of all, everybody missed out on a great episode because we weren't fucking recording the whole time. Then yeah. at that point, we had to start a recording, explain what happened. <laughs> but the three of us were really drunk. Amanda Gowan. Yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. Again, um, that was the last episode Amanda was scheduled to be on. Um, yeah, but I think that I was drunkenly trying to explain what people missed might have been as good as what they actually missed. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Good I, or better than, yeah. I don't have the original <laughs> episode to listen to. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all I can tell you is uh, Rob's still not allowed to use Amazon after that episode. That's all I can say. <laughs> I might have to go back and re-listen to that because I don't remember all the points, but I remember it being so. Like we named it the Easter disappointment Orama, yeah, because of just how awful everything went. But I bet you, if you listen to it, it's probably pretty damn good. I don't even think I have a way to listen to it because you know who doesn't contribute on Patreon? This guy. <laughs> um, I think I have a login and I think I have your login and password somewhere, but I don't know. Um, uh, but then there was 4th of July. There was the 4th of July. Uh, that was um, only disappointing in the movie that we decided to watch. Southland Tales. Oh, yeah. my God. What a piece of shit and that was. Misty joined us for that. She did. So that was her her um, her her trial run, her, mm-hmm. her audition, so to speak. 
Yeah, it was an audition, a tryout, whatever you want. It was her sitting on the black leather couch. And we Im- <laughs> we immediately offered her the permanent holiday co-host position because of how well yeah. that went. So we added to our little family. Um, Jesse's been with us yep. since not quite day one, like day two with holiday episodes, right? So we had Chris Deal yeah. on our first one. Um, we replaced him in the Gowan this year with uh, with Misty Bennett, and uh, that took us into the holiday um, episode, which was wonderful. Um, a great time was had by all. Another drunken, raucous, um, good time, and really, I mean this this year was the first of official like video episodes too. Both the Halloween and uh, and uh, the Christmas special were were both uh, broadcast. Yeah, and our show. and the, just the plain booked live. It was, so there was three video episodes this year, right? right? But yeah, Booked Live, we started last year, I think, if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got to um, see yeah, our, so like, our pretty mugs while we're talking, unedited. Wearing costumes for Halloween and the gift exchange for Christmas. Right. Yep. I got to say that I'm pretty happy with our last Christmas episode. I am too. It's good stuff. Good, good stuff. So... Yeah, so that's it. Other than that, we reviewed like eight books or whatever Rob said, and that was that's our whole year, right? Eighteen books. 18 um, books. I want to say that we, yeah, we did significantly increase the amount of spoiler talk episodes mm-hmm. that we posted, um, and those are fun. Like those are uh, those are actually something that was requested like consistently, and we never really until Patreon had a way to do it, and so. Um, I like those a lot because that is the conversation that we typically have before and after the reviews, but it's now something that, you know, people can take advantage of and listen to. So always, always happy to do the spoiler talk and, and, and in any conversation about a book, talking about it helps you kind of mold Mm -hmm. your thoughts about it. And so the spoiler talk, if you don't talk about the stuff you can't spoil, then you, you haven't really discussed the book as a whole. So like that really does give us a way to have a complete discussion um, without, you know, ruining something right. for someone who might want to read the book. Yeah, We're still able to segregate that, but anybody who's interested in uh, final thoughts, you know, on the book, even if they're not going to read it, yeah. listen, but then if you read it, you can actually hear, you know, I mean, that's, I don't want to say in all books, but a lot of <laughs> books, you know, the way it ends is, is super, super important. So yeah, I know we do reviews, but we're able to add that element of turning it into more of a discussion by by covering the end for people who have read the book and, and would like to hear our thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah. So even though maybe we put out less episodes and maybe we reviewed significantly less books and interviewed less people, I feel like the content is still very rich <laughs> when we show up. We put on a goddamn show. We do. Sometimes really unprepared. This year was the year of the most episodes where we showed up and fucking had nothing. Like a blank document. (laughs) And we were like, do you think we could just pull off maybe, I don't know, 35 minutes just off the top? And and all of them, almost all of them, at least an hour, sometimes longer with nothing to go on. So we've uh, we've perfected the craft of being unprepared. Which is great. And and if we now combine that with some preparedness and some unpreparedness, I think that preparedness being we read a book. Or have topics Maybe. to discuss. Or, or, yeah, or have an idea. So, yeah. um, we already talked about The View. Um, <laughs> that happened this year, and that was uh, yeah, a mixed bag, I think. 
Um, <laughs> I, I think that um, the view season two will probably need some different direction. Um, definitely not reviewing yep. 40 goddamn episodes of a TV show in like two months or two and a half months or whatever. I was, it, yeah, it just, it was, it was a lot. It was kind of a sprint, not a, not a, whatever the opposite going, of a sprint would be. Going back to year one, we, we, we do sometimes take on more than we can handle. So it, it started in year one and, and rears its ugly yeah. head every now and then. So, yeah. Oh, let's make a fucking anthology. Yep. Yeah. Let's interview 18 authors in 18 days. Yeah. So, yeah. While Rob's moving across the country. Yeah, we do that. Um, and great stuff comes out of it. But then we're like, oh, my God, let's never talk about a book again. So, uh, yeah. No, no kidding. Um, Maybe this year we'll have the opposite effect. We did so much not talking about books that we're like, oh, man, we need a break. We need a break of books. Yeah. Break is over, my friend. The break is over. All right. So that's all the kind of good stuff that we encountered this year, right? That we personally encountered <laughs> and, and went through. Yeah. Um, I don't want to really talk about this a lot, but uh, so there are, there are some, there are some, <laughs> I don't know the right way to say this, um, some publishing places. Um, just disappeared this year. I mean, folded, went out of business, died, whatever you want to call it. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do the 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 eulogy and and, and call out a bunch of places. But um, another one was just added to the list just yesterday or the day before. So just over the last couple of days of a place um, that I didn't spend a lot yeah. of time at, but I did read some short stories at. And 2017. Um, this is gonna sound terrible but i'm going to tell it to you the 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 way i feel it 2017 seems to maybe have been the year where where people have started to realize that yeah i've grown to like short fiction more than i ever did before but i've said from the beginning i don't think there's a true market for short fiction and and 2017 is is turning out to be the year that 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 i don't want to say proves that but at least indicates that that i was on the right path with saying that yeah yeah, that's true. Um, and, and and we've got a storied past <laughs> with short stories um, because we've kind of we've we've been back and forth up and down with with short stories in general, anthologies, short story collections, all that stuff. We we started getting into them a little in the first probably couple of years um, of the podcast in a way where we hadn't really read short fiction. So we're like, oh, hey, here's this thing. Let's give it some time. Let's give it, you know. Uh, it's it's due attention, um, but overall, it never really made up a, a large percentage of our like reviews in any given year. I would say probably for every ten books we reviewed, one or two was an anthology or short story collection. So we never, you know, it was a small percentage of what we talked about. Um, and as time went on, I feel like we got less and less tolerant of them. We still do them. Um, and and I think, can you think of the last one we actually did that was an anthology or a short story collection? I, I want to go back to that hotel one. I mean, that would probably have been the last anthology. I mean, you know, I don't know if you look at it, um, Jeremy Robert Johnson's. Um, oh, Entropy. Yeah, Blumen. I mean, and see, I, I think yeah. there's, there's a little bit of a difference. I still will extend this to a collection of one's stories. I think that has, is far more likely to have success than a, than a mixed bag of short. So then an anthology. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just having a theme. Yeah. 
um, doesn't seem to, to play all that well. Um, and, and like I said, I've said this on the air. I've said it off the air for years. Um, I, I don't I don't think that there's a big enough market for that. And, and that holds true. I, I don't care. I'm not going to name anyone. I don't care who you are that's been on this podcast or whatever. Stephen King's collections don't sell nearly as well as his novels. Yep. So, you know, there, there's something to be said for the reader still wants long form fiction. Now, I've read some short stories I've absolutely loved over the last six and a half years. Um, even this year, I have read some short stories that I loved. As a consumer, would I have read them um, if it wasn't tied to, hey, let's review this for the podcast? I don't know. Most of them, no. Most of them for sure, no. Uh, I've been a fan Probably of not, Jeremy yeah. Robert Johnson's for years, you know, so would I have been likely to read his stuff? Sure. Um, but most of the other ones I've read, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, and if you think about it, two of the places that shut down in 2017 that we're referring to um, were online only um, outlets. And for some reason, you would think that like the portability of electronic devices and, and the availability of the Internet and everything would lend to a perfect situation where people would just pick up their iPad or their phone or whatever they happen to have and you know, spend a few minutes on a lunch break or something, reading a short story. And it's just not, it's never what I want to do. It's never what I want to do. Like if I'm driving in the car, maybe I'll listen to a podcast or, you know, long, like a longer drive would be an audiobook. Um, if I'm on a break at work or, or something like that, I don't want to pick up and read a short story. <laughs> it's just not something that I can see working into my like daily routine oddly enough you would read enough tweets though to make up a short story easily yeah <laughs> that's easily. the funny part about that it's not that you're not reading you're probably just scrolling through your phone reading stuff anyway you're just not reading that yeah i am far more likely to um i don't even know what it's called i don't know it's the google feed or whatever anymore where um yeah i just swipe to the left and just scroll through the top news stories and i'll find a couple of articles yeah. to read there if i'm sitting on lunch and i'm not watching something on hulu or reading a book for the podcast or whatever so yeah, yeah, I mean I'm 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 back to to saying it. Um you know, it, I think that it's a great way to perfect your craft. Um, but I don't think it's the best way to get your your writing out in front of um the masses. Yeah, I, I mean something has to be significantly um special about a short story. So like it's presented in like um like a very carefully curated collection of stories by someone who is of, of like notoriety in, in the community or whatever. Um, it, it, I just can't, I can't hear about an anthology and feel excited about it. There's like, even if you throw big names, if there's like 20 authors and you've got two big names in there, that's not enough to draw me in. Like in some cases I'll be like, why is this person slumming with, you know, all these no name people, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's a so a little bit of a downer, but um, you know these things happened, and they they happened in in some ways to people we knew. We both knew, uh, you know, the podcast knows contributors to to um, several of these places that that have gone. So yeah. for you guys, I'm sorry that the market has gotten smaller, uh, but uh, yeah, write longer stuff. That being said, and we didn't review, I don't think any legitimate novellas this year. Um, Entropy and Bloom had the one at the end that maybe was novella had length. Had a big one, yeah. Uh, In the River, maybe novella length. 
pretty scot free. Yeah, yeah same so with cool. that. Yeah, it's scot free. I will say that um, the maiden brutal. All the the way great. So what we what we're saying is we reviewed ten books and a bunch of really long short stories. <laughs> Let's stop talking about this. Uh, <laughs> the novella has grown on me because the other thing I said yeah. was a short story can be impactful because you have four pages or eight pages to tell a story that sticks with somebody. So when it's done right, super impactful. A novel, you invest time in, and if it's done right, it stays with you for forever, right? Like there's still books that you read years ago yeah. that, you know, you see something and it reminds you of that book and kind of takes you back. And I always thought the novella was just a shitty length. Like it's too long to be impactful, but it's not, it's too short to be like a, a true full blown story. Um, this year we read some novellas that were very good. I mean, I really have to thank this is horror probably for getting me a little more invested in the novella because mm, every one yeah. that they put out was very, very good. And in some cases just fucking brilliant. Right. So it, it, it did open my eyes to the novella length storytelling, um, as something that I would enjoy. That being said, it suffers, I think even more from the same problem that I say that anthologies and collections have is that people just aren't as likely to buy um, something that isn't one big story. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like I would be more inclined to, to pick up um, Josh Mallerman puts out a novella. I'm all over it. Cause I know that I can read it in one day and I, and I feel good about that author. Um, so I think that novellas would be that would, would be closer to filling that niche of like a quick read. That's like 99 cents on your, you know, digital, whatever, um, short stories, going back to something I mentioned before podcasts, like audio, like we talked about pseudopod that Larkspur underground, which by the way, um, Livius, have you been listening to that? I haven't started it yet, but I intend to, <laughs> um, I, I listened to the first, um, episode and I've been meaning to go back. There's like that weird two week gap. See, so if you're doing yeah. a podcast, that's like that too. Like I, I thought it was important for us to hit weekly on the same day. I, I here's where I'm at with those podcasts. Whenever I start listening, I do a really good job of getting caught up, and then there's a two week gap, and that's usually where I drop off. So um, because right. I know Michael, yeah. I plan on listening to it in its entirety. Um, and then I heard some other rumors about things that might come up in that podcast. I don't know what you might know about any of this, but you know, I'll let you go ahead and talk. All I'm going to say is that you might recognize someone's voice in the fifth episode. I heard that's the rumor I heard, and I'm going to listen yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to the episodes in order, <laughs> but I'm going to see if I can identify whose voice that might be. Yeah, I haven't actually heard it yet. I mean, obviously, um, I've heard it, but I haven't heard it in the in the thing. So I'm going to I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to that and being like, oh, hey, check that out, which is dumb because like. I have a podcast, so why would I be excited to be on a podcast? Yeah. Um, well, because it's a different podcast. It is a different podcast, but that I think I think I see that as fitting filling the um short story um need is is podcasts. That's what I see. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, who knows? Maybe one day that's all the only way we'll take in books is through our ears. I'm still not a fan of of audiobooks. I try a couple times a year. It, yeah. I never get very far. Well, you live like a mile from your, know, your work. I, um, I do get to listen, though. I do, on, on most days, um, spend you know like 45 minutes to an hour listening to stuff, and, and I'll listen to a, a podcast occasionally. Uh, mostly, I just listen to 
just listen to the emo station on Sirius XM. Wow. Um, so I do have kind of a, if you want to, if you want me to rant a little bit um, about the the closing of all these presses and, and, and online sure. resources for reading I stuff. I don't think people are trying to publish what people want to read. I think people who are authors say, I like writing this. Let's make a thing that publishes this. And then the people will come. And it's just not the reality of like, you know what I'm saying? There's, if you really like something, but there's no audience for it, anything you do for that genre or whatever it is, is going to fail because you, you'll, you're never going to have an audience for it. Um, yeah, I, I think there's probably, I think you're right. So I'm going to start with saying that, but I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. If you're niche enough and you can get all the people that are in that, in that category. So the, the, the thing that comes the first came to mind, which is embarrassing, the like Bigfoot porn, <laughs> what? The, 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 all the, the porn books that were on Amazon. We talked about a couple of years ago, like the monster <laughs> porn. It was like Bigfoot oh, yeah, my baby yeah. and stuff. So those people yeah, yeah. made a shit ton of money, but you know what they got? Every fucking <laughs> one that was into that. So you've got to be able to corral everybody that's into whatever weird, like niche, niche thing yeah. that you're doing. You know what I mean? Yep. And if you get all of them, you can be successful. If you cannot um, reach all of the people. So um, I was, we were just talking before this about Mindhunter, the show, right? Yeah. I don't know how many people have a very serious women's shoe fetish. So if that's what I was writing, but I was only getting it out to my normal circle of people, I'm guessing there's not a lot right. of them. But what if I could get, you know, the top pinned post in foot fetishes on Reddit or something and get yep. everybody that's into it? So it's a weird thing that you would say nobody wants to read that. But if I could get just the 10,000 people who really do and get all of them, I could be successful. So I don't know. I'm just like kind of playing devil's. I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what you have to do. Is. But that leads into my second, like part two of my rant. You set me up perfectly for this. Often, and by often, I mean almost always, writers aren't marketers. Like the writers who start presses and, you know, publishers and they start whatever they happen to start because they want to publish something that they like to read. They're terrible at marketing and, and promoting things. Uh, and, and that's a major part of their failure. They don't know how to get out into the world with, with their thing. And often they don't have like the, like the, the starting capital to back it. So I'm going to start a press with no money. Um, and I'm going to get my friends to help me out and I'm going to publish the stuff that I read that I like and I'm not going to do anything to market it. it sounds like, those and guys, then a year from now, like those guys who did the book anthology. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but we, that's hundred percent true. <laughs> but our goal wasn't to make a, a thriving no. business. Our goal was we reached, we reached our I mean, goal. It was, it was a vanity uh, project if I'd ever seen one. Yeah. Yeah. But that, you know, if I do, if I follow the, formula that I just kind of presented a year from now when it's failing, there's no way that I should ever be disappointed because what other outcome should I have ex expected? That's very true. That's very true. And a very astute observation on your point. I didn't quite think about it that way. That being said, I think that you should write what you want to write. 
I think that your expectations yeah. are what uh, need to be tended. That's not, I'm not specifically talking down to writers. I think that's true of this podcast. I mean, everything that you said really holds true for booked. Could we have a larger audience? Yeah. If we were better at marketing yeah. ourselves or had an actual desire to market ourselves, I don't even say better. We don't know because, right? Like there's no <laughs> effort put into it. We put out a product and we hope the people show up. Now, that being said, we talk about it, but have we ever complained? No. And that's the thing. I think that we've always been like, we've always been happy with the outcome we're getting. And if we weren't happy, then we'd be like, well, what can we do to change it? And like, you know, like try to explore options and stuff like that. We'd never been like, oh, the people didn't show up because we, I think that we got more people to show up than we expected to. So like, <laughs> we're always it's like the understatement of this podcast. Holy shit. <laughs> But we're always a little bit outpaced. Like the demand is a little bit higher than we ever expect, Correct. right? So I feel like it's a net positive for us, and um, I'm happy with it. And if we, if we, like, if there was a moment where you and I sat down and said, "All right, we're going to make a job out of this," there would have to be some real serious conversations because um, we'd have to do a lot of our hard work. Thankfully, we haven't made that choice yet. Yeah, I, you know, and, and it's not that we haven't talked about it, but really we're going to do this while it's fun to do this. Yeah. And if this becomes unfun because we're spending three hours a day, um, you know, talking to ad online ad agencies and, and trying to promote ourselves on Reddit or, or I, I don't know, fucking selling weird signed books that I have to like fund further efforts in the podcast, that wouldn't be fun to me. And yeah. I'd probably say, hey, man, you know, it's been a blast. Let's continue to do this every Tuesday night just on the fucking phone. <laughs> like yeah. on a Skype call without an audience. And and I, I <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't want to say I'd be OK with that. I love what we do. But really, I think that the the level of enjoyment would be very similar for me. Yeah. So like to, to, to turn this into a positive, because we're talking about like the death of short fiction and how people are terrible at, you know, promoting their stuff. I think that. Um, there are a lot of people out there with awesome passions. Um, you just have to be like, a like Livia said, write what you want, but like just be smart about a your expectations and b how you approach trying to get your stuff to the people. You know, like try as much as you want to try. We tried, we have been trying as much as we want to try, and it's been. I mean, this podcast at the low level of effort that we have put into this over the last six and a half years has been without question, the most rewarding experience of my entire life. Um, Aww. <laughs> uh, I know I didn't mean to get that um, sentimental, but it's true. Like massively awesome things have happened because of this podcast. Um, and you know, it's, it's because of the effort that Livius and I took put into it. And even though we seem very laid back and, you know, har har, we, it is work and we have put in effort and we got a great reward from it is the way I look at it. I had someone um, recently say, I can't believe you're still doing that. And I go, yeah, yeah. So almost six and a half years or whatever. This was, I don't know, two months ago. I said, uh, you know, don't, don't you get tired of doing it? And I mean, like, I didn't even understand the question. Like, <laughs> this is just this is just what I do. I don't think yeah. about being tired of it. Yeah. You know what? We were supposed to record this episode last night originally, right? I asked Rob, Hey, do you want to do it tonight? He said, it's up to you. And I just wasn't feeling very energetic. It had nothing to do with the podcast. I was just kind of meh. I had some fucking car troubles and all kinds of other shows. Like, I just don't, I just don't feel like I could commit to a good episode tonight. So, you know, we put it off. It had nothing to do with the podcast itself. 
I just don't like, this is just what I do. I don't think about it being work. Yeah. Sometimes I'm annoyed because I'm reading a book that's not that great. And I've got a deadline. I'm trying to figure out how to fit it in, but I don't even think about doing it. It's just, just something that happens. So I don't know, but yeah, I'm with you, man. Very ultimately, very, very rewarding. And I, I, I think about like, we, cause we talked earlier about the people who are not writers talking to them and like how we kind of like, we're like, Oh yeah, this is us too. I think that there is a big need in the world for people in the book industry who don't write um, people who are editors, people who are marketing and promoting people, people who are just like us who have discussions about books. Um, I, I feel like people feel like if you're not a writer, you haven't made it in, in the world of publishing. And that's absolutely not the case. Like we have probably kind of cut to the front of the line on so many things by not writing. <laughs> right. That's very true. That? Yeah. yeah we we'll definitely agree with that. <laughs> and, and I don't think people think like there's nothing glorious about being a podcaster about books and like, are you fucking kidding me? It is way better than being an author. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's very true. And I know that's come, I'm not going to mention specific instances, but um, Rob and I belong to a group, belong to a group, however you want to say it, where, you know, we, we you vaguely shared something that had happened to us. And we had people who were writers that were super yeah. envious. I'm not trying to vague book. I just don't want, you know what I mean? Where we yeah. had people who were writers, who are established, who are whatever. They were like, oh, man, really? Jesus, guys. You know what I mean? And we we're like, yeah. Yeah, it's just, just kind of fell into our lap. Yeah. Like, you know, this is. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I think that if there was one thing that I, I would I would say there's, you know, there's, there could be someone who we, you know, I think that we have inspired people over the years to, to try podcasting or, you know, to, to talk about books in one way or another. Um, you could be the one who puts it like all the effort in and becomes super big in the way that we never did. Um, we will hate you forever. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll probably try to kill you, but, um, it's just cause like, you got to realize, oh, this is the thing. And Livius and I realized that like making people listen to us talk to each other, just like we do when we're not recording ourselves is, is our thing. It's a formula that works <laughs> for some people. That's yeah. And that's cool. It works yeah. for us. So. Yeah. All right. We had other stuff and I am going to cut this cause I think we're perfect where we're at. We spent a lot of time <laughs> talking about ourselves and ourselves. And that's really what this episode is. Um, it's a year in review. We're going to talk about book to get, get a little dark at the end there, but that's okay. Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to like, um, what's the thing, the bellows that stoke that like blows the fire, like, you know, yes. again, yep, yep. I was hitting the bellows with the, uh, inspirational, like you can do it, buddy, like kind of thing at the end, um, to try and get, get back from that dark side of dark side. <laughs> well, it'd be something else occurred to me and then I'm going to get off of it. But I, I think that everybody who's listening, who is a, um, who's a writer or, or knows a lot of writers knows great writers that stopped. And I think yeah. that in a lot of those cases, it, it was they were doing what they what they loved and they were writing what they knew and what they really enjoyed. But they weren't seeing the success and, and the success shouldn't be measured by, um, you know, uh, by <laughs> I was going to try to I, I wasn't going to try to do it, but I, was, I felt like I was going into the, the last moments of um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> where like it shouldn't be measured by how much money you have but by how many people love you but they are so you, you get what i'm saying right like yeah if you set your expectations right you can enjoy doing something with, with a relatively whatever that means for you small audience because we're doing it with what relatively 
is, you know, I'm going to call a small audience versus what I think the market bears. So, yeah. Are we ready to sing? Are we re- ready to sing uh, Old Lang Syne? Are we, are we at that point? That, in the- oh, is that? I, I was not prepared for. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's too cold for that. All right. All right. So. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Please don't sing. Um, do you want to do some final thoughts? Do you want to wrap up the year? Yeah, let's do that. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, overall, I, I mentioned it earlier, um, personally and, and professionally, I use that term loosely. Um, it was a very, very rewarding year, even if the numbers don't indicate that. Um, and, and much like like Rob and I talk through books and then maybe have a different understanding of the book because we talked about it. I, I have a little bit of a different understanding of this year than I did when I sat down an hour and 15 minutes ago and said, what the fuck are we going to talk about? <laughs> like, I feel like we didn't do anything this year. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I'm very happy with, with what we did this year. Would I have liked to do more books? Yes. Would I have liked to do more interviews? Yes. And that's what 2018 hopefully will bring. Um, Again, I said it before, this is just something I do. It's a it's a huge part of my life. And if I'm going to do that thing or retrospectively, I look back at my life over the year, which is not something I do. Um, booked is uh, is always going to be a huge, huge part of that. And, uh, you know, I have to thank you guys for listening, as always. Um, without you, we'd still be doing this, but nobody would be listening. Um, and I kind of have to thank Rob because without him, there's no booked. So thanks, Rob. And uh, happy new year to you, buddy. Uh, I rolled a tear. Yeah, I'm kind of with Livius. The on paper, it looks like a very unimpressive year, but uh, if you if you add all the moments together, um, I think that we had fewer bigger moments. Um, we had fewer moments, but the moments were bigger, is what I meant to say. And for that, I'm proud of just so many things that we did this year. Like, I think we nailed StokerCon, and I think that we made an impression at stoker that maybe people didn't really think about us that way um so that was good and i and we we were falling into this like really comfortable overall image of of the podcast with yeah we do the interviews and we do the reviews um we do con conferences but then we've got our our little niche things like the holiday episodes and um (laughs) time travel and so uh, that's all been great. I feel like we have fostered a lot of relationships with authors this year. And that's a big thing for me. Like Rob Hart had another book come out. And even though we didn't review the woman from Prague, you know, we, we did Scott free, but like we're maintaining that relationship. So like we, we have so much um, uh, of a network built that like we're really kind of, set up for a, a good 2018 there's probably three books already for january that i'm going to try and convince livius to read i don't know if i'll be successful or not um, hey that's not how any of this works oh that's right you pick the books and i just say yes i forgot about that anyway i guess what i'm trying to say is like uh, on the surface it may look like we're we're letting our foot off the gas a little bit but like in reality um the quality of the content uh i feel is has never been better. And um, yeah, I feel like it was a great year. Uh, a, a, a framed uh, episode one of Booked is hanging over my computer. And every time I look at it, I'm like, kind of like Livia said, this is just part of what I do. 
it's not something that it's, I mean, I tell people part-time job, like kind of thing because it is work and everything, but like, I, I'm just, I'm just a guy who talks about books and, um, it is so interwoven into, into, into my life that I can't imagine like what life would be like without that, that piece. So, um, I think it's a great 2017, 2018 is going to rock. And, um, thanks everybody. I feel like the more that we hear from you, the more we can take what we already do and, you know, kind of make it more what you want to hear. So keep talking to us on Patreon and joining us for those booked lives and the live holiday episodes. And we will have an endless amount of fun in 2018. And as always, thank, thank you, Livius for making this possible. All right. Um, until next year, I'm Livius Nedden. Now I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading.